welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. Country princess will not marry four times. Is that something? <laughs> Face Babcock. Still my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and Samson Davis. I, uh, let's go back to Alex's thing. Fourth time? like Four times. Or four times at the same time. I think it's one of those like harem series where like you have like four people fighting over you and you're just like, oh no, teehee, I can't possibly have four husbands. Yes, you can, girl. If you want four husbands, you get you four husbands. You do you. No judgment. Have a harem. It's fine. As long as there's consent, it's fine. Since we left you hanging last episode, Stace, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. You guys did leave me hanging oh, on the birthday announcement. <gasps> Samson laughed. No, we, we wished her a happy birthday off air. I already did my, I already fulfilled my obligation. There is no obligation. Everybody you saw on Discord, we wished her a happy birthday. Don't lie. Yes. I think we means Daniel did. I did. But a lot of people liked it. But I laughed. To- I didn't do it because I don't. I don't post on social media. Daniel like speaks that. for us all. Yeah, so. true. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dan puts words in our mouth. He does. He did make our AI. Can confirm that Alex also wished me a happy birthday. Suck it. But Samson, I know that you wouldn't want me to have an unhappy birthday. I wished it to you in person. I said it to your face when you got online. Person? Over Zoom. It's the same thing. Are you in my house? <laughs> no. Also, Onyx is very soft. he is (laughs) he is so sad yes you did wish me a happy birthday listeners can confirm this if they go back two months in the discord so who remembers what happened last time i'm gonna pick on the birthday girl stace for my birthday i would like alex to give the recap (laughs) Ooh, yeah that's not how it works man but i will assist you for your birthday (laughs) So last episode, Dilly was talking to his metal son inside of his head, and there was some confusion about exactly what the task was that the automaton was expect or Aster, excuse me, was going to complete and what his directive really was. And then basically he got mad at Dilly and turned his shoulder to the, to him. And at that point, the group spent a little bit of time talking shit about Vlad, part of which he heard because we continued to talk shit about Vlad after he knocked on the door. And then, yeah, uh, the group headed off. Nix informed Hey You that she wouldn't be going to the Proving Ground. And after a couple of days of hard travel through no fault of Nix's that night... At the camp, uh, Nolcat attacked and started dragging Dilly away. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, there was some physical violence, but the key parts of the combat were Dilly's illusions and Cha-Cha's distractions. And between them, the characters managed to uh, scare the Nolcat away. Also on this journey, we kind of discovered more about race's medical limitations He was having a really hard time. Cha-Cha gave him like a lozenge of her herbs or whatever. And Nyx carried him part of the way. And they arrived at the ruins. And essentially the kind of the first room that the crew really explored had an IO infuser in it. Uh, Dilly discovered that it will recharge ciphers. And so he stuck. Which cipher was it that broke, Samson? The projector cipher. Projector cipher in there, and it recharged and was usable again. He put the metal mind in there. It lit up and flashed lights. And then Cha-Cha put the gem that Bastion gave her in there. And lo and behold, Bastion bursts out of it. And Oh, no, he's trapped is... in it. Oh, he's trapped in it. We see him in the gem. Got it. So, yeah. And that's trapped in the column. So he did so, burst out of the gem. Oh, in the column. Cha-Cha can see him in the column. That's where he appeared. And he is pounding on the inside of it. The rest of you just saw the stone light up. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. 
Okay. I inferred from that that he burst out of the stone. But yeah, and that's where we ended. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can see this but Cha-Cha, but Bastion is currently in the middle of this clear crystalline column, and he is pounding on the inside and screaming, but the screaming has sort of a faded, echoey quality. So Cha-Cha is going to dive into the column to try and push both Bastion and the crystal out. Well, the whole column is made of this crystal. Yeah. Okay. So you do that. Your head encounters a sturdy ice slash stone-like structure. But can she, like, get the crystal out? You mean the stone that you have? Yeah. The stone never left your hand. Oh. The stone started glowing, and then Bastion appeared in the crystal pounding. Well, then Chacha just ran into a column. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like <laughs> Paige, my cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both are adorable and are the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the crystal is out of the column. Does that... After Chacha ran into the column, is Bastion still in the column? He's still in there, pounding and screaming. Now he's looking frantically at Chacha. Chacha's going to try and break the column. Okay, so this will be a might-based roll of 21. Okay, and we're going to put two levels of effort into it. Mm-hmm. I would also give you fire inside. Yes, okay. So that would bring it down to 12. Okay. Okay, 19. Okay, you definitely crack this column, and it begins buckling under the weight of the ceiling. What would you like for a minor effect? You can get some sort of insight on how to help Bastion. The column needs to be completely broken. Like, he can try to get free, but the column needs to break all the way for him to get out. Oh, then she's just going to keep going, and she's going to go apeshit on this column then. Okay. So the rest of you guys have seen Cha-Cha ram into this column, trying to break it open, and the column starting to buckle under the weight of the ceiling. You see Cha-Cha rearing up, essentially, to go after it again. Dilly's going to run up and, like, try to, like, stop her. Just like, Cha-Cha, what are you, what are you doing? What, it's going to, you're breaking out the whole fucking room. Column's going to die. It's got Bastion. Bastion? I think Cha-Cha's going to hit it again and it's like Bastion no 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 bashing no it's going to break or I'm killing everyone uh, it's that voice <laughs> Dilly gives a nervous smile to bed like ah, it's, just, it's just her style what it's got my friend in there and if it doesn't break we're all dying so what would a 16 get me for column breaking that would definitely put another big big crack in like it's almost about to collapse gonna do it again Nick's doing anything while this is going on? I mean, Nick's just sees the gem, right? He sees the stone. Oh, sorry. Not really a gem so much as a stone. Okay. So she's just doing her kind of usual thing when Cha-Cha and Dilly are poking around and just keeping a general overwatch. Yeah, this is stuff we normally explore. Don't worry. Poking around. <laughs> That's what you're calling it. Okay. Okay. Last one. Quick question. Quick question. Is the ceiling coming down, or is it just the column? Give me some sort of survival or architectural role or something like that, and the target is going to be a 15. I'll put two levels of effort into this. 15. The column is load-bearing. You don't think the ceiling will necessarily collapse immediately once the column breaks, but it's going to happen sooner rather than later once that column is gone. <laughs> okay. I just rolled again. I'm so sorry. We I got a nat have... 20 for attacking the column. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dilly's yes. gonna uh, take take a step back. Extra damage or major effect? Um, I think we need to go for like a major effect. Okay. What would you like for your major effect? I want the way the column falls that it would kind of create like a how you call it kind of like a triangle so like there would be a gap of space that we could at least get through if the ceiling fell yeah sure if the ceiling fell come on when the ceiling falls yeah so that you knock this column it breaks open and cha-cha like 
steps out of it with relief. I need everyone to make me a speed defense roll of 15 to try to get to this safe space before the ceiling comes down on you. Next is going to help race, so I don't know if that makes it harder for her. Actually, yeah, it probably would hinder you a step. Pat just trained in running. But it's probably good, because I don't know if he could do it on his own. Yeah. And it's just pure speed, like... What did you get, Alex? Oh, Chacha's trained in running, so what would that be? For this, I would give you running, so it'd be a 12. Okay, I got 13. <laughs> uh, one level of effort for Dilly. 18, hey. Okay. What if I used Fleet of Foot to grab and move? I would give you an asset on that. Okay. Then I will spend three levels of speed effort in that case. So it's a six? Thank you. 16. Okay. You all manage to get under this safe spot as the ceiling begins to collapse. There is now only one of those doors on the right that's accessible. Everything else is covered by rubble. Chacha, what the fuck? I um, overestimated what the column was doing and it was going to kill my friends, so I had to break the column. We could have cut a hole in it. We didn't need to break it. Mm, No, it had to be completely gone. (sighs) Bastion steps into your view here, Chacha, because he doesn't really exist the same level of existence as you guys do physically. And so he, like, seems to step through the rubble. He's like, thanks. I, that was, that was scary. Um, it hurt a lot. I don't know how I got there, but thanks for getting me out. I mean, it was really my fault because I wanted to see what, what, what would happen if I put the stone you gave me in an IO charger so we now we know that IO is not a good idea yeah um yeah that's not the whole thing it it won't work without the whole thing um now you're here do we do we play now is that what we do I mean yeah we're just exploring our ruins because there's probably going to be a lot of play time oh okay I haven't I've been wondering how far away you were because I didn't see you. I'll go ahead and take a look ahead. And he just, like, sinks through the ground. I think Chacha turns to the rest of the group and is like, so, um, good news, bad news? Vlad, like, looks at Chacha and then looks meaningfully at both Nyx and Billy and says, go ahead. Um, so good news is so when my friend got free from the column, he's now here with us, so he's now going to help scout ahead. And so we'll know what's happening ahead of us. And that's why you collapsed this room? Yeah. Blocking our way out? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be another way out. We'll find one. Don't worry. Race just coughs into his hand. Oh. Anybody who wants to can make a social roll of 15. That's a nine for Nix. I'll try. Free level of effort. I got a 13. 17. Mm. <laughs> what, what'd you get, Alex? Three. Oh, okay. I was, for a second, you got me all excited. It was like a one or something. Oh, that would have been magical. So Cha-Cha didn't pick up anything. Um, but Nixon Dilly, you notice that as Race coughs, Vlad looks at him with a very intense concern and goes over and checks on him. And Chacha lean over to Dilly and whisper, do I need to tell them the bad news? How about, how about you tell uh, me and Nix real quick? Just we'll... Um, so remember the rumors of what happened when I was rescuing Nix's parents and about the um, people that died? There was a lot happening at that point. Could you remind us? Mostly me, Samson, who doesn't remember rumors. Like there was all the bodies in the sewers, and then the people got really messed up in the jail. Remember, hey, you was talking about it. Oh, yeah, that you could, like, kill people with your mind and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Bastion, and Bastion's here. Oh. Uh, as our friend, or like... This is, oh. like, playtime. What does playtime mean? What happened in that sewer? Okay. Bastion. Bastion knows Vlad and Race are with us, right? I think if we stay as a group, it's fine. Just stay near me and it's fine. 
is Bastion here right now? Like, you should just make it, like, super clear to them that, you know, Vlad and Race are uh, (laughs) off limits, you know? Yeah, when he comes back from scouting, nobody we know is lost in here, right? I feel like I can't guarantee that, Chacha. Like, I know a lot of people. It's such a loaded question these days. Hmm. Fair. Dilly and Nix, while this conversation is going on, you notice out of the corner of your eyes that Blot is standing over by Race, and he reaches up both hands and puts one on each side of Race's face and says, Sure. And Race nods, and Vlad turns back to you and says, Okay, what's the bad news? Oh, um... Mom, did Mama Jaren tell you about some of the rumors about me? In the interest of time, why don't you just be more specific? Okay, so my friend who's now here, who's going to scout, he's really good at um, solving the problem of people. Okay. So, like, it's beneficial because we now have an extra body. Uh-huh. Where? Well, he's scouting right now. Just, like, stay near me, and it'll be fine, I think. So, one of those. Yeah. And he turns to Race, and he says, Prentice. And Race pauses for a second. He's like, oh, okay. All right. Prentice? Check. Bubble? Or- that would be a good idea. Cha-cha, I'm going to bubble you for a hot second. Like, it sounds weird, but, like, you should let me be able to see in this bubble in case he comes back because you guys can't see him. Right. Okay. Then just noise, but probably turn around just to be safe. Okay. Okay. So you bubble up. Ray says, Princess is has a similar gift to Cha-Cha. In fact, they're a lot alike in a lot of ways. Prentice can also see things that no one else can. Yes. Oh. They've been a guardian for, her, as far as I know, as long as I have. Like I say, that's a huge relief, because I had no idea if what Chacha saw was, like, real or not. <laughs> like, she she knew things that didn't make sense, and st- stuff just happened around her. But I feel a lot better. If your friend Chacha's like Prentice, then it's all real. Oh. Like, out of character, is that better or worse? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Dilly feels better because he doesn't feel like he's going crazy half the time. Like, oh, man. True. Anyway, um, that's a conversation for later time. We have to focus on figuring out, first of all, is there a way out of here now that the ceiling has collapsed and stuck us in here? And two, figuring out what else is down here. Right. On our way, then. Uh, Dilly dismisses the bubble around Chacha. All right. What do you guys do? So did we enter a, another room or a corridor or... Not yet. You're still under the remnants of this column. There's one door available to you. Oh, okay. So Nyx will go and mark the door on the inside. Although I guess that's kind of pointless. It's the <laughs> cave and room. But she'll do it. And then she'll open it up and she'll step through and, and make a mark on the wall right inside the door as well. All right. So you enter a room. It's relatively small. Like, it's not, it's not a huge room. Maybe 10 by 10. But... In the center of this room are three sort of columns of fuchsia-colored crystal, and there is one door on the far side. As you guys step into the room, they light up faintly. All right, guys, this time, all right, we're going to exercise some, like, caution and maybe just figure out what they do and not just... Not our usual experimentation, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, that kind of backfired really bad. So, more caution. Maybe, like, the scientific method or, like, whatever. What's that? You mean scanning? And then Tilly looks at Race. Are you, are you good to scan, actually? Oh, I'll, I'll give it a try. And he scans it, and he says, It's strong, whatever it is. It's meant to graft something onto whatever activates it. Let's not touch that one. Yeah, no touching. Wait, we could put um the metal mind on it, right? Like, would Aster like that? Ah, uh, no touching. I that's not a lot of information to go off of. I mean, I get the sense that it's something intended to be useful, but I don't know the details. Do we have anything that we could just like throw at it to see what happens? Yeah, no, yeah, I got this bag of sling rocks. 
Either that or rations, something. Oh, yeah. I don't even need, like, or want my rations, so... Nix will pull out some rations and just sort of toss it at the pillar. Okay. Pillar doesn't react to rations. I guess try a sling rock. Nix will try a sling rock. Doesn't seem to react to a sling rock. Race kind of, like, steps forward, like, I wonder if I could just see what happens if I touch it. No, 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 no. This is the arch game all over again? Maybe no. No living things, how about, until we're on our way up. All right. Worst case scenario, like, I hate to do this, but if we can get, you know... Hubert. Yeah. If we can get him to consent to touching it, then maybe we can do it. I don't know that we can get Hubert to consent to touching it, though, Cha-Cha. Like, Hubert, don't talk. But, like, we get to ask him if he wanted to set him on the floor and see what happens. That just kind of feels bad. Like, I don't know... Yeah, like, can you communicate to him, like, what we think these are? I don't know. Race takes a step forward, and Vlad, like, reaches out a hand and grabs him on the shoulder, holding him back. All right, Vlad, so, like, you're supposed to be teaching us shit, so what would you do in this situation as, like, a guardian? Like, would you just sort of mark what you think this is? Like, on the scale of one to dangerous must be impounded, like, where are we at, you know? I would try to figure out what it actually does in more detail as best I could without necessarily using it if I could get away with it. Yeah, I just, like, don't personally understand Numenera, like, very well, but Mm. maybe... Anybody who wants to can make a 15 understanding Numenera. Okay, so that's a 12? You will have an asset from Race's information that he's given you. So that's a 9 for me? Yes, I got a three. Oh, I should roll as well. Uh, for- now, Dilly could assist Cha-Cha and bring it down to a six. Mm-hmm. I'll do that instead. Good, because I got an eight. Okay. Cha-Cha, you're not sure how many times this column can do it, but you think it's designed to graft on an additional limb to something. Okay, so an indeterminable amount of times touch it you get a new limb well not a new one because it doesn't like rip off your old one and replace it with a new one more you get an additional limb we're not sure what kind of limb the purpose of the limb but it will be a limb do you need to supply the limb or does it give you the limb i think it just gives it to you which makes me question, where is it getting its supply of limbs? And also, what kind of limbs? Ooh. Do you think it could uh, regrow my leg, Chaja? I mean... Dilly looks a little hurt, like, you don't want the, the cannon leg? No, I love the cannon leg, Dilly. Like, but I gotta ask, you know what I mean? Like, having an attached leg. Okay. I feel like it's kind of a crapshoot arch game uh. situation. If you're going to get a leg where your leg was, or if you're going to get a leg in your belly button. Gotcha, yeah. Kind of figured that, Cha-Cha, and you see Dilly, like, this leg is good enough, and or, like, really good, uh, so that's not worth the risk to me, you know what I'm saying? So that's like a compliment, Dilly. I'm going to trust you on that. Not sure about that wording. When are you going to put a rocket in this thing, though, like... When I get the chance. We gotta go shopping for rockets, though. We can find some nice ciphers down here, break down, and get some nice iodum. I'll get you a rocket leg. Don't you worry. All right. I'm gonna hold you to that, Dilly, because, like, I got the crutches now, so. All right. I guess I'll write this down or, like, whatever. So, Nix will pull out her journal and record the effects of the, like, painstakingly. It takes her, like, longer than it should. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like it's an uncomfortably long time. All right, noted. I say we move uh, forward. Yeah, I'm not feeling the extra limb kind of mood. So is Nyx heading through the forward door or somebody else heading? Nyx. Okay. So you encounter a corridor. The corridor goes down this hallway, and it seems to be like there are two doors on the right and two doors on the left and one door ahead. Two doors on the right. Gosh, guys, if we're going to, like, explore everything, for efficiency's sake, I'm just going to open all the doors. 
that sounds fair. All right. Okay. Okay. In one room, you see a red cylinder and a number of doors heading straight forward. In another room, you see these like weird fuchsia snake-like extensions made of metal that seem to be extruding from the floor and ceiling. Ooh. There are some doors along the left-hand side. There is a strange like silver room that has like these crystal structures that are roughly like eight feet in height roughly squarish in one of the other doors you have an embedded like table structure on the far side and there is a small box that appears to be made of synth a box what's in the box I'm liking that box the last door has a hold on there was four rooms two on the right one on the left one at the end and there's a forward one so two on the right two on the left two on the left oh mm-hmm. and then there is a room that's sort of like a brown color like everything is looks like it's almost made out of sand with a door on the left inside of it so those are your five rooms I'm feeling good about this box yeah I kind of want to see what's in it okay so this room has four doors on the left. Do we scan the box first? And then there's this orange synth box on this table. Ray scans it and says it does something to objects that are placed inside. The box is about the size of, like, it's about like the size, it's like a little small for like, it would be hard to fit like your pew pews in there. Mm. But you could fit, like, a dagger or a dart gun in there. <laughs> okay, so part of me's kind of hoping it does the googly eye thing. Ooh. I know. From that first ruin, I'm kind of hoping. I have a dagger. Wait, wait, whoa, guys. Like, I love the enthusiasm, but maybe examine it like you did the last thing. Just get, like, a little bit better idea. Yes, we're learning. We can learn. Yes. Okay. So this will be a 12 understanding Numenera. Dilly is helping. Okay, so that'll be two assets for Cha-Cha, breaking it down to a six before your training, which makes it a three. At a seven. It's going to add tiny legs to whatever it puts on there. <gasps> yes. Cha-Cha drops her dagger in there, like, immediately. It's like... Okay, when it flashes and finishes, your dagger now has eight legs from the bottom of the hill up to the tip of the blade, and it kind of, like, scuttles, like, mindlessly back and forth in the box. This is magical. That's so creepy. kind of love it, though. That's creepy. Can we take the box with us? The box seems to be connected to the table. So, yeah, Cha-Cha now has a dagger with eight legs. I think she gingerly picks it up. Mm -hmm. The legs keep, like, scuttling in the air once you lift it up. The legs appear to be made out of some sort of flexible synth. Hey, Dilly, this is gonna sound really mean, but can you harvest this flexible synth for your research? I might be able to salvage some of it. I... It's probably gonna take a lot of legs, though, to make any, like, any amount that I could actually use, though. Is this thing, like, bolted down? Yeah, it's kind of attached to the table. Yeah. But, like, when we take a break, we can come back to this room, and whoever's on watch can just, like, drop things in the box and rip off the legs. That's dark for some reason. I don't think they're sentient legs, Dilly. I I know that. Like, rationally, I know that. Self just, yeah. Reminds me of just, like, those kids that, like... Drop you bear in there. <gasps> Voice of the universe, that sounds mean. We, I, I don't want to experiment on Hubert. That's, <laughs> unless he gets a sweet-ass mech suit, no. Yeah, unless he gets a sweet-ass... <laughs> Daniel, there is one instance in which I will experiment on Hubert. And that is if he would get a sweet-ass mech suit. Neon Genesis Hubert. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hubert in a mech suit can be the thing that saves us from the big bad <gasps> that guy. That would be amazing. Raze Hubert. Do you think there is a big bad guy? <laughs> I there's got well If it's not Cha Cha, maybe. <laughs> if it's not Cha Cha, there is 
I think, an entity that we'll have to fight to end the campaign. I'm not talking about, like, the ruins. I'm talking about, like, at the end of the campaign, we're all, like, tier six. Hubert mm. will save us. Yes. Hubert will kill Chacha. Ooh. Nyx is going to look under the table to see if it's mechanically attached or if it's, like, fused or what. It's, like, fused. It's, like, one piece of synth. Ugh. Yeah. I don't think we can take this, no. Cool. All right, I'm just going to make these notes here. I'm going to do one thing real quick, just in case it becomes useful. And Dilly will put his one glow globe into the box. Oh, I thought about that, too. Your glow globe comes out with eight legs on it. Cool. They kind of scuttle randomly back and forth at the box. Ooh. All right. Dilly will pick that up, and then the legs are sort of, like, kicking in the air. Yeah, Dilly will put it in his bag, probably in, like, a a pocket where it can just be contained and... Yeah. It feels a little weird, because it's, like, kicking in there, but, yeah, you can do that. All right. So where to now? You've got those other doors, and there are four doors on the left in this room. Yeah, I think for systematic purposes, Nyx will go to the just next nearest room that had already been opened, Mm. so whatever that was. There is a room here that has a slender silver-like device floating in the air in the center, and there is one door on the far side. Hmm. As they step back out into the hallway to go to the next room, Nyx will mark the outside of the door they were just in, and she writes leg box on it. Okay. So, are you going into this other room? Yes. Okay. Give me a perception roll of nine. Fifteen. Okay. There are strange, like, they're too big to be, like, a single cell organism, but they're strange, like, amoeba-like creatures that you almost can't see that are kind of flowing around the area. They're not by the device, but they're sort of on the far side over by the door. Oh, dang, guys. We got organisms in here. Ah, uh, boy. Um. Race. <laughs> Flat. I'll do what I can. He tries to scan them. He says, I think, I can't tell. It seems like they enhance and weaken someone at the same time. That uh, seems questionable. They've got a parasite in them. Oh. Nick takes a step back. <laughs> Is that like a tapeworm? It might be. I'm not sure. Vlad, quick question. What's the protocol for possibly living things? Is there like a prime directive kind of thing? Or do we treat them like any other uh, Numenera? Not really. I mean, the big thing is making sure that we don't do anything that risks or, you know, or at least whatever we're doing is preserving humanoid kind. Gotcha. Okay. I would consider this a potential contagion zone. Okay. Um, I would go through those. So hit him with fire. Got it. Well, hold, hold on. We got we got more rooms to poke around in. So Nick. Yeah, and the silver device is before them. By the way. Oh, uh, we can still check out this device, you guys. Mm-hmm. Or we can just like shut the door, write contagion zone on it, and like move on to the next room. We got a lot of rooms to get through, people. So you know. Do you want to come back to this one and just kind of? I say we. Give the device a quick scan and then check out the other rooms. Okay. All right. We point and shoot race at the device. Um, it it does something to a person. I think it adds a mark of some sort. I think contagion zone and let's go fuck off out of this room. Yeah. Okay. Nyx takes her painful notes, mm-hmm. writes contagion zone outside the door and closes it. Dilly's looking over her shoulder like, why don't you use contractions? <laughs> why don't you shorthand? But like, what if someone else comes? How would they read it? Also, how do you make your hand shorter? So the next room you check has long snake-like extensions made of metal that are extruding from the floor and ceiling. They're fuchsia in color. Anybody who wants to can make a perception check of nine. Okay. Five. Eleven. I got one. Okay. Yes. So everybody but Cha-Cha sees that these are extruding some sort of pollen. Oh, this room again. Cha-Cha, you see this cloud of stuff that you feel like you recognize. It's something that early on in your life, the horrors had you walk through multiple times to help, they said, make you stronger. 
Oh, it's a stronger cloud. A what? Like you walk through it and you get stronger. Can we like verify that, Chacha? No, like. How would you like to verify that? Oh yeah. Oh well, when I meant when I said we, I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Scan study, like you're seeing that we've been like. It definitely, Brace says, it definitely does affect some sort of change to the entity. It appears to be gravitational in nature. When you say stronger, Chacha, what do you mean by that? Like, when I was really little, the horrors were like, hey, just keep walking through this and you'll get stronger. And I didn't die, so I got stronger. Stronger, Cloud. I feel like that's a false equivalence that I'm not... I don't know. So with that one, she's like 100% sure this is a stronger cloud? Yes. Oh, God damn it. She's walking into that cloud. Fuck. Okay. Cha-Cha, you have a disorienting moment where your center of gravity shifts up higher in your body. For the next 28 hours, you're hindered in any tasks involving motion because it's so difficult to keep your balance with the new center of gravity. Nice. Nice. Dirk Deslay is going to be off the fucking wall. Oh, yeah. Cha-cha, are you okay? You're kind of stumbling around a little bit. I'm now imagining her, like, moving around like Bambi when he was a baby in the movie. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, um, I think it's been a while since I walked through one of these clouds, so I'm not strong enough to be stronger. All right, uh, Cha-cha, can you, uh, just, like, explain what you're feeling so that I can, like, note it? Hmm, it's like... Normally, my, like, center of gravity is, like, here, and she's, like, pointing to, like, her lower stomach, but now it's, like, up here in my neck, and so it's, like, it's, like, if you ever got your toes cut off, you're really hard to balance. I had my leg cut off one time, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, all right. So do you want, do you like need, you don't seem to be walking too good, Cha-Cha. Do you want to take advantage of your like contractual clause for a piggyback ride or? Um, yeah, but make sure like we're doing it for quickest dismount, you know, in case combat comes along, you're just able to boom and we're good. I mean, you could like fire from over my shoulder, Cha-Cha, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then we become less targets. True. All right. Yeah. Yeah. For quick dismount. Okay. So you give Chacha a piggyback ride. Question, Nix. As you're holding her, is does it feel? Does Nix feel weird? Uh, no. Uh, does Chacha like feel weird? Her center of gravity. Yeah, she's definitely the more awkward carry. I imagine it's putting like a little bit of different stress on different parts of Nix's back and shoulders, but I imagine for Cha-Cha, it's maybe more like she has to hang on tighter or differently. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally fair. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, it's like I packed my backpack poorly, honestly. That's kind of what it feels like, Dilly, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I was just making sure it wasn't just like a a mental thing. It was actually doing like something physically to Cha-Cha. That's all I was checking. Oh, yeah. All right. So Nix finishes her notes, writes on the outside gravity cloud, and moves over to the next room. Okay. So as you move over to the next room, you see it, and it is got a, it's a room where there are two doors on the right, and there are these racks of devices that glow with a green light. It's at this point I will offer Dilly an XP. <sighs> of course I'll take it. Naturally. Who do you give the other one to? How are we doing on XP, everyone? Um, I've got enough XP to tier up. I'm at tier three, advancement one, two XP. Okay. Do it. I'm going to give it to Nyx. Thank you. Okay. As the rest of you are looking in this room, Dilly, there is a moment of confusion as you begin falling, and you realize you are sliding down a chute. Anybody else wouldn't be able to see the clarity of the shoot because the part that you fell into closed almost immediately afterwards, quietly, smoothly. But you are falling down this path that you can see perfectly clearly with your dark side. And you hit the bottom in this chamber. And give me a might defense roll of nine. Six. Okay. 
So you will take four might damage as you hit the ground in this room that is not lit. Of course, you can see Mm -hmm. quite clearly. And then you feel gloved hands coming from behind you and grabbing your arms. Dilly will call out real quick. Just a quick yelp before I assume he is gagged. Yeah. Yeah, so give me a perception roll, everybody else, of six. This isn't hindered, right? Because this isn't might. Six. Mm-hmm. Nine. Okay. Yay, we noticed. You guys hear Dilly yelp from a distance. And as you turn, you can sort of see that seam from the thing that opened up swallowing Dilly. Is that normal? I don't know, Chacha. And Nyx will step on the seam. The steam seems pretty sturdy. Next, we'll jump on the steam. It seems very sturdy. What the hell? Race kind of kneels down and starts looking at it and poking at the edges, trying to see if he can figure it out. And Race, at some point while he's doing this, says, you know, um, it might be easier to just keep going, and then hopefully we find him. And then Vlad steps up, grabs Race by the collar, Pulls him close and says, We don't leave our people behind. And he turns back to that seam in the floor. I mean, is this the kind of situation where I summon Bastion? Can I summon him? These are all good questions I should have asked. But, like, we should probably, out of character, we'll rescue Dilly. Don't worry, listeners. Don't worry. Out of character? I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm Team Vlad now. Fuck yeah, Vlad. Yeah. Somebody else is looking kind of bad, even though... That's uh, fine. I got backups. Race only came out... Is the only one who came out of his last venture? Mm-hmm. Did he leave? I think so. I think he ditched his friends. These are our theories. Yeah. These are our theories. No, yeah. Nick feels a small kernel of begrudging respect for Vlad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're... Fuck. We can't be as big of a dick to him as we have been. Fuck. Cha-Cha, can you, like, um, examine this? I mean, yeah, but, like, if it's mechanical, that's dilly. I was gonna see if I could, like, call back Bastion and be like, Hey, buddy, can you just, like, go find our our friend? Did Ray scan it yet? No. Maybe we should have Ray scan it and just see if it's like a Numenera or if it's mechanical. I think so. And he was just like, fuck you. We'll just keep going. Maybe we'll see him again. And that's when like somebody like DM Samson to roll a new character. I can't believe that Race left his friends behind. Yeah. So disappointed. Yeah. But maybe we'll get like a side story on why it, it was the, the best option. It's like the sole survivor background in... Oh. oh, no, they all died in Mass Effect. Never mind. Well, except for that one guy. Joker? <laughs> A sole survivor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, not Joker. Just j- the sole survivor in Samson's son. Um, right. What are you guys doing? Well, one, race needs to scan the seam. The race scans the seam and comes back and says... It's some sort of trap door, but, and it's triggered from somewhere far away. It's not anything local. The controls are on the inside, or rather the mechanisms are on the inside. That's why it's so, it looks so smooth. Nyx is gonna stand up and lift her mechanical leg up as far as she can and just try to drive it down Mm. onto the scene. Okay, give me a 12 might roll. Um, free level of effort there. I really want this to happen. I also want to survive, though, so... <laughs> yeah. Twelve. It busts loose. Doesn't completely open up, but you can see that you've broken something, and a re- repeated hit would open this up. It probably couldn't ever be closed again, but if you kept at it, you could break this seam, break this like whole trapdoor system open, revealing the chute underneath. Yeah, Nix will do that. As fast as she's able. Okay, so it'll take a couple minutes, but not that long to break it open. It makes an 
ungodly amount of noise in here, especially since it's synth lag stomping against synth floor. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. And you guys see this chute descending into darkness underneath. Does Dilly hear wrenching and ripping of synth? Yes. Very distant. Dilly relaxes a little bit. As soon as there's enough room for Nyx to fit, she's down the chute. Okay. Give me a... So, side question. Yeah. Is Nyx taking Cha-Cha with her on her back? Oh, right. Well, how much room is there in this chute? Is there enough, like, if Nyx wanted to be the sled? That would be a little tight. You guys probably have to go one by one. Okay, so Nyx will set Cha-Cha down. And then follow me, Cha-Cha. And Nyx will jump in. Okay, so give me a might roll, might defense roll of time. So that'll be a six. Nat 20. Nice. Okay. What would you like as a major effect? You know what I want, Daniel. You know I want Nyx to come down this chute so fast and so hard that she smashes into Dilly's... Mm-hmm. Doctor. I will say this. So they got a little bit of a head start on you. So you will... You get a full superhero landing at the bottom. Okay. And you do send some sort of this human-looking figure in leather clothing and a hood flying. You don't see Dilly in here. Okay. Do you want to continue this scene, or do we want to bring everyone else down? Um, I would. Let's give Cha-Cha a chance okay. to go down, or whoever's going to come next. I feel like first Cha-Cha's going to try and, like, summon Bastion. Okay, how she like to try to do that? I think she's going to grab the stone from her pocket and kind of just whisper at it, Bastion. Okay. Give me an intellect roll of 18. Oh, Jesus. Is this where I find out he's one of those people who lets all calls go to voicemail? <laughs> I, I'm one of those people. Yeah, I was saying, so like, one of us. Bastion just uh, replies to everything with new phone who did. Yeah. <laughs> I got 18. Okay. You feel a twinge, like a, an acknowledgement, but you don't get anything more off of it. Maybe that means he heard you and is coming. Maybe it doesn't. You're not sure. Okay, then she's going to go down the chute. I give me a might defense roll of nine. But I'm hindered. You're hindered, so it's a 12. Got an 11. Okay, so you'll take four might damage. Because you hit the ground hard. Damn, Daniel! A moment later, Race falls down behind you, and his knee hits the ground very hard, and he definitely cries out in pain. And then a moment later, Vlad lands perfectly smoothly at the bottom, much like Nick's. Hmm. Without the sort of like sending somebody sprawling. And then this other like figure that Nick's knocked over stands up and starts making like rapid like stop motions with their hands. Nick's will grab said person by the collar, the front of the shirt or whatever, and pick him up. Or if she has to roll for picking them up, then. If you want to grab them like that, that is going to be a 12 might roll. Okay. That'd be a nine. Mm, five. You reach for them very quickly, but they seem to, like, almost preternaturally quickly, like, twist away. Like, in a way that doesn't make sense for what you would think of as a human body to move. They have to bend in a way that seems unnatural. And now you're going to need to roll initiative. Mm. Nap 20 on initiative? Huh. Did we all see the stop hands? Extra damage. Extra damage. I got a 13. Okay. So first up is Stace. Oh, uh, yeah, she's just going to try the same move, really. Except using both hands this time to try and grab in the person. Okay, so it's a 12. All right. Would, the, would you call this an unarmed attack? Sure. So nine, and then with the free effort, that makes a six. I got a 19. Okay. Extra damage or minor effect? I want a minor effect because I want to talk to this creature. Okay. What would you propose? For a minor effect? I mean, an additional assets intimidation wouldn't be, or would be good. Okay. So you've grabbed this individual and they seem to be kind of like turning their hood away from you, kind of cowering as you're holding them. Next up would be... Vlad, who seems to be content to kind of, like, he does 
some subtle illusion stuff, making you look even scarier. Mm-hmm. And next it would go to Cha-Cha. Mm, I think Cha-Cha's just going to watch because, like, she can barely walk. Hmm. Okay. So then it is this thing's turn. From its hood, tendrils extend. No. Like, greenish tendrils extend coming at Nyx. It is going to be a might defense roll of 12. 18. Okay. They try to get a grip on you to hold you, but you manage to, like, shake them off as they try to wrap around your limbs. Okay. And it is now Race's turn. Race will attempt to send an onslaught at this individual, and he misses again. And he starts coughing into his hand like he's lost control, like he's just, like, coughing, like, deep, wet coughs from his chest. God damn it, Race. And it is now Nyx's turn. So the tentacles, is it a tentacle face? Do they burst forth from a mouth? Like, what's the tentacle situation? So you can just see the edge of the hood, and these tentacles seem to come out from the hood. You're not sure. You didn't see their face yet. Okay, but it demonstrated intelligence. So Nyx will shake it and say, hey, knock it off and uh, (laughs) stop that. No. Stop it. (laughs) My guy, you silly goose. And tell us where our friend is before, like, I actually have to hurt you. Mm-hmm. So, we've got. This would actually be Gimme in this case. It kind of, like, cowers down and sort of points in direction of the one door out here with a shaking limb. Do you speak? It shakes. Its cowl moves, like, kind of side to side. Don't follow us. All right, because if you do, and if I see you again, it's game on. It nods in understanding. All right, go uh, go in the corner and, and face it. <laughs> it goes over there, and for a moment, as it walks past, you catch a glimpse under the hood. You see a writhing mass of like green tentacle-like protrusions, like it's almost made of them. All right, that guy from Men in Black too. <laughs> <laughs> Nyx looks over at Vlad, like a quick hard stare, and then heads through the door that the creature indicated. Okay. So you head through that door. Up ahead is a corridor, and you can see two of these creatures leading Dilly down the hall forcibly. Is Dilly gagged and all that? One of them has their hand over Dilly's mouth, and Dilly, it's at this moment you hear a voice in your head that says... Allow me, father. Oh, no. And at this point, I'll offer Dilly an XP. Oh, god damn it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I just want everyone to know that Dilly is going to fight whatever the automaton is doing, but Samson is accepting the XP. Okay. So, who you give the other XP to? Give it to Alex, because she hasn't gotten a whole lot of XP. <laughs> okay. So, Dilly. Do it. Fucking do it. So what happens with Dilly? The automaton kind of takes over Dilly's, like, illusion abilities. And uh, the automaton was originally Relentless Reaper, so he takes over this illusion and kind of, like, falls into, I guess, like, its instinctual, like, need to, like, have shadow wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. So, like, shadows just start pouring out of Dilly's everything. And I think what everyone else can see are just these occasional like shadowy claws like go out and then back in almost like a dark reflection of like that cartoon cloud Mm -hmm. that you sometimes see in cartoons all they see is just dark shadow and then the shadow recedes and then Dilly is I guess on his knees breathing heavily dead bodies all around him yeah there are these splattered bodies and torn to shreds leather outfits and you guys can see a few of these green tendrils burrowing into the ground underneath as Dilly falls to his knees sweating and Dilly as we know him comes back into consciousness and that's where we'll end this episode oh no uh oh yes uh oh so Alex something about this episode we, oh, <laughs> I like that we are learning. 
And you know, <laughs> instead of just, hey, let's put random shit in this and, you know, consequences be damned. We're, you know, learning, evolving, mm-hmm. and starting to take a more professional <laughs> approach to exploring ruins. Like, we're labeling things and, you know, making sure we know what's happening before we do it. Yeah. Most of the time, not me included. Mm-hmm. Arch games are for amateurs. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, we've Chat just had a bad experience with like you know the random game, and she's learning from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we now know she's strong enough to topple a column. Very cool. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. Those are when we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week, it's my turn, and I will offer you all an XP, and I'm going to cheat because I can. What? I'm actually my player intrusion two books by the same author. How dare. Both of these books are by Graham Joyce. He's a English writer, or he was. He sadly passed away in 2014. But the two books I have for you are The Tooth Fairy and Some Kind of Fairy Tale. The Tooth Fairy is a book about a young boy who wakes up one night and encounters the Tooth Fairy. And from that moment forward, the Tooth Fairy essentially haunts, terrorizes, and seduces his life throughout his growing up. And the Tooth Fairy's, you know, gender and sex changes over the course of the book. But it's really about the things, like, like how it feels to go from childhood to teenagers to adulthood. And all the things that it costs for you to do that. And it's one of those books that I first read when it came out way back in 1997. And it still haunts me in some ways. I mean, it's not a book that everyone will enjoy, but... It's a book that, like, it's beautiful. Like, his, like, relationship with the the Tooth Fairy is both terrifying and uplifting, but it's not saccharine or anything like that. It's, it's just beautiful, sad, earthy, fantastical, and real at the same time. It's, it's a brilliant novel. It's one of the books that, you know, haunted me for a while after I read it. It's one of those that took multiple rereads before I felt like I fully understood it. And it's his work in general, like really kind of is the kind of story that like settles into your mind slowly after you finish reading it. So The Tooth Fairy is the first book I ever read by Graham Joyce, and it's really, really good. The other book I want to recommend has a completely different protagonist. It's also sort of got elements of strangeness in the fae but in the more like traditional like celtic sense of the fae and that is some kind of fairy tale um which is an earlier novel of his about family in england and one christmas tara shows up for christmas the daughter of this these parents but tara when she was a teenager at 17 wandered off into the woods and was gone and She returns 20 years later on Christmas, and she doesn't seem to physically have aged a day. And she claims to have been taken off by the fairies. But of course, that strains credibility for everybody in her life. Like Nobody really believes it. And it's dealing with the challenges of, was she really aware of the fairies? Trying to integrate back into life with her elderly parents and her brother, who now has a family of his own, and her ex-boyfriend from high school, who was so distraught by her disappearance that he's kind of become an alcoholic. And it's these strained relationships as she deals with all these people that don't believe her, what she believes at least to be the memories of her time amongst the fairies, her discussions with her psychiatrist, and her growing suspicions of the reality of her situation, especially when an old woman approaches her in the neighborhood who says the same thing happened to her. It's a really, like, Graham Joyce manages to include this sort of 
take that's got sort of a magical realism that's really rooted in the feeling of Earth. And it feels like true and like beautiful without being unneedlessly charming. And then endings aren't necessarily like happy endings or anything like that. They're just endings, but they're really beautiful books. And I highly recommend them. Some Sort of Fairy Tale was the British Fantasy Award winner for novel in 2013. And The Tooth Fairy was the British Fantasy Award winner in 1997. I believe it was also at least nominated for a horror award as well. Hmm. So they're good books. I love them a lot. And they were brought into mine recently because I had recommended them to a friend who had recently read The, the Tooth Fairy. And we were talking about it, and it reminded me of how much I loved these books and how deeply they're rooted in my mind all these years later. So highly recommend them. If people wanted to reach out to us to talk about what they think of those books by Graham Joyce, some kind of fairy tale, the tooth fairy or whatever, or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Oh, a good place to start would probably be explorerswanted.fm. From there, they can access all of our socials, such as on Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. Best way to engage with us directly or as directly as you can get is through our Discord, where we're pretty active and have a really cool little community. You can get there by going to explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. That'll bring you to the link. That'll bring you to the Discord. Also, if it is within your means, and you feel a uh, just overwhelming need to give us money, you can do so at patreon.com slash explorers wanted. Or even a little bit of need. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Explorerswanted.fm, if you've zoned out for any of this, just go there and you can figure it out from there. Your support means the world to us, whether that's in a monetary form or just in helping boost our signal. Honestly, the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend and tell them what you liked about the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do, which still has an enormous impact, is leaving us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Stitcher. We've had some wonderful reviews written by people, but we could always use more. It makes a huge difference for people checking us out. And whether or not it's something that's worth their while. Honestly, those reviews make a, it's huge with the difference it makes there. And also personally, getting that kind of feedback in an official review, like any podcast that you love, writing a review for them like that will give them a high that they'll be writing for weeks. It's a huge deal to get that kind of feedback in this sort of this weird storytelling role that we do where it's all asynchronous. If you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, I'll let you know that that occasional clicking sound you hear is nothing to worry about. It's just the natural sounds of a home and the surrounding wildlife. You see, carcinization is always happening, and it's only a matter of time before your friends and neighbors need an excuse to try out their new claws. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter and also cowering under my bed at Stace Window. Dan's got a thing for teeth this week, and I think we got off relatively scot-free, which is worrying. I'm at Slam Potato. <laughs> Listen, I've cut my nails and previous... In life, my dentist has filed down my teeth. So you can find me at Real Tea Unicorn or on Twitch with Tea with the Unicorn. Yeah, my dentist actually did file down my canines when I was younger. Ah, uh, dick. Yeah. To like sharpen them or? No, it's to make them less sharp. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well. Oh. I know. So that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whatever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. bye.